Hey there, we're about to start our free training, the 3 p.m. teacher that only happens once a year. Teachers are learning how to consistently leave school prepared and on time without bringing work home so that they can finally be present during precious family time at night and on the weekends. When you attend this free training, you get an hour PD certificate and other bonuses when you show up live. You will learn how to lesson plan faster, how to spend less time on grading, your actual teacher type, and how it's preventing you from really leaving school on time. I can't wait for you to join us so that you can finally have the best school year ever. Hey, I'm Kristen Donegan, and you're listening to Real Teacher Talk. I often say what's on a teacher's mind, and my mission is this. Help busy teachers leave school at three so they can finally enjoy their life outside of the classroom. Why? Because I know how tiring it is to have a never-ending checklist as a teacher and miss out on being fully present at home. On Real Teacher Talk, discover how to work smarter, not harder, enjoy teaching again, and still have plenty of time to shut off your brain outside of the classroom to do the things you love. Sound impossible? I promise it isn't. Hey there, and welcome back to Real Teacher Talk. Today, I want to share one of my most favorite tools that really helped me in the classroom. It helped myself manage my time and it really helped my students manage theirs. Now, this isn't sponsored. This is just a tool that I absolutely love. And if you're inside Easy Organization Tools or you've gone through the 3 p.m. teacher and you know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the time timer. Now, I love a good timer. I know we've got sand timers. We have timers on our phones. They have countdown timers on your computer. This is not that. I'll link the timer below so you can see it. But what I love about it is that it's a really, really fabulous visual for you and for your students because what it does is it counts backwards. So there's the clock. You can see it if you're putting on 60 minutes, there's a big red area. And then as that time gets less and less, that red area gets smaller. So that's why it's a really powerful visual. Now I'm going to share four ways that I used it in my classroom. And before I do that, I want to let you know there's several different sizes. I have purchased this before with my own money. I've used Scholastic Points. I've purchased the large one. There's a medium one. And then there's a small one that you can put on a student desk. The one I'm talking about right now is either the 12 inch or the eight inch timer. And I use this throughout the day all day long. And here's how. Whenever my students were working on an activity, I would set the timer. This helped me stay on track so that I wouldn't get behind. And it helped my students monitor their time so that they knew how much time they had left before the activity was over. So for example, we would do journal writing every morning. As soon as they'd come in, journal prompt would be on the board with our morning message. And then I'd have the timer set for typically it was 15 or 20 minutes. And then during that time, I'm taking attendance and doing other things. What's really great about that as a great visual is that while my students are working, all I would have to say is time check. And they knew to look up at the timer 
and they're able to see how much time they have left. So that would be their signal. Hey, stop talking to your neighbor, get on task, whatever it may be. And what was really great about this timer is that it would beep when the time went off. Now, you can use that or not. I always use this. I used it for over 10 years. And the beep always signaled some sort of action to my students. So for instance, during journal writing, when it would beep, my students knew that they had to stop what they were doing, put their writing materials away, and switch their journal with a partner and start reading it without me saying a word. That's how powerful it was. Another way we used this was during literacy workshop or what you may call centers. We would do that four to five days a week for 60 minutes. I would set the timer. I would put it on the chalk tray. Now they're magnetic, so you can hang it up on your whiteboard. And what was great during guided reading groups is I would do the same thing. I'd say time check. I'd probably do that two or three times in that 60-minute time frame so that my students can manage their independent center time work without me really having to get up or redirect. And it was just a great way to let them know to see that timer that, hey, I've only got a little bit of time left and I need to really get my work done. Same thing. When the timer went off, my students knew where unfinished work went. They knew to clean up and pack up for lunch. So it really is all about how you want to use it and then the action step that you want to happen once the timer goes off. So that's one way I used it with my students. Another way is to use it with myself. This is always a big aha moment with teachers as they go through the 3 p.m. teacher But I use the timer for myself when I was lesson planning because I can be easily distracted. Are you the same way, right? If someone's knocking on your door, you're going to chat or you're checking email, scrolling through Instagram, or you go grab a pen and then you got to fix all the things, you know, in your classroom that aren't done. And the next thing you know, 15 minutes has gone by. So I use the timer with myself so that I'm really, really intentional with my time I know that if I've set it for 45 minutes or an hour, that that time is only going to be used for planning so that I'm not letting myself get distracted and all I'm doing during that time is planning. And when that timer goes off, I've trained myself to get up and leave for the day. Because if we have the timer go off and we're like, oh, it's okay, I'm still going to continue working you're actually not respecting the timer. And you really want to respect the timer if you want to change those habits and start leaving more at contract time. Now, if you're asking, well, what if you're not done with lesson planning? Totally happens that I will add it to my list of things to do tomorrow, but I've got a life outside of the classroom as well that I'd have to get to. And so that's what I would do. And you can use this if you're lesson planning or whatever task, maybe it's inputting grades um, into your gradebook system. Maybe it's just sitting there grading. You know, I like to incentivize myself to get things done. So maybe you set the timer 20 minutes. And then when you're done, reward yourself with going to talk to your teacher bestie or going to get frozen yogurt or whatever it may be. But the timer really, really helps. And like I said, I love this so much more than a timer on my phone because it's a great visual. Plus, if you're ever not there in your classroom, you most likely have your phone with you. So I love the time timer because it's always there. My students can always see it and it's, keep saying it, a really great visual. Third way I would use this is with my students who tended to take a bit longer to get their work done 
typically for my students, not because they're talking to someone, but you know, those ones who really want everything to be perfect. And so I would use the smaller timer. I'd keep it on their desk and they could use that to monitor their time. I found this to be really, really helpful for my students who just, you know, took a little bit longer. It was really helpful that way. You could use the smaller timer in a million different ways. You can use it in a calm down area. You can use it when they're doing free time, whatever it is in a small group. But that's one way that I chose to use it with my students. Now, finally, the fourth way I would use this is when we were having parent volunteers. Now, if you don't have volunteers, you can skip this part or think of another way to do it. But essentially, I found that a lot of my teacher friends, when it was time to rotate centers, for example, then the teacher would have to stop, go let the parent know, and it took away a lot of learning time. So instead, what I did is I showed the parent or caregiver how to use this timer. They would set it. When the time went off, they would send one group back and then grab the next group. So it was putting the responsibility on them. And then it was one less thing that I had to worry about. And it really helped transitions become a lot smoother. And then I wasn't having to do all of the work. What I also love about the smaller timer, it also beeps so it can let, you know, that caregiver know it's time to switch. Now, a couple tips about using the timer so that you can get the most out of it. One suggestion, one thing I did, I was typically in charge of the timer. But if I'm sitting, you know, in a math small group and we're doing rotations rather than me having to get up each time, find a friend who you know is very responsible, teach them how to set the timer and they can do it for you. Another tip is to ensure that other students aren't touching it. So set that expectation that it's only for you. And then maybe you'll have some different class helpers use that timer. What I would also encourage you to do is same thing, teach your students to respect the timer. So when it goes off, here is what it looks like. And in the beginning, especially during back to school time or anytime you introduce something new, let them know what this means, how the timer works, show them, let them hear the sound, practice. I use this all the time when we would switch classes and we would do STEM rotations. I would have different teacher students in my class. I would teach them how the timer works straight away, you know, within the first minute or two. And then we would use the timer as they were working on their STEM challenge. So anyone can use it really, really easy. And it's a wonderful, wonderful visual. All right, quick recap about using the time timer in your classroom. Number one, I would use it for any activity. So center time, independent work, journal writing, anything, we'd use the timer. Two, use the timer for yourself when you're lesson planning or when you're grading. Three, use it for your slower students to help them be a bit more accountable with their time and to work a little bit faster. And finally, step four, use it with parent volunteers, caregivers when they're working in centers. I'll also add it worked really well if you had classroom parties and you did rotations as well. It helped things run a lot smoother. Like always, I really appreciate you being here. Now it's time to go take some time for yourself, whether it be a walk, watching your favorite show on Bravo, reading a book, or just shutting your door and having 20 minutes of quiet time. I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Real Teacher Talk. 
Every episode you finish brings you closer to enjoying your time both inside and outside of the classroom. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And while you're there, don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And as always, you can head over to easyteachingtools.com to check out all the links and resources from this episode in the show notes. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.